Hello, and welcome to the podcast today. My name is Anthony Lee. My name is Knight. Uh, but let's just talk about the structure of the podcast. So we'll obviously have an introduction. We're going to start out with the recently watched segment, followed by our main topic, which uh, today is... Uh, finals, final... Final exams, yes. Wait, final wait, exams. Wait. <laughs> Still figuring everything out. Uh, we'll probably get an <laughs> intro song or something. We'll we just, make our own intro song. We just yeah. leave that in. Yeah. Let's put the CTV. And we're going to finish. <laughs> Let's put the CTV theme song. We are going to finish with creative time. We're going to talk about uh, sh- short ideas, uh, film mm-hmm. Micro Microfilms. So basically for creative time is we're just going to talk to each other. Brainstorm. 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 Hey, we, we're already linked up. We're already all right. Connected. It's already well, turning out good. Well, let's get started with the first segment then. Recently watched. Night. You begin. Okay, so recently, <laughs> last week, Saturday, Sunday, I guess the time doesn't matter, I watched The Shining for the first time. All the movies I watched this week was because of you, Anthony. Oh, wow. You, thank you. Thank you. You remind me of Kub, not Kubrick, Tarantino. Because touching my Tarantino chest right was now. like. You know, Tarantino's known for watching crazy, He's ridiculous the, amounts the of movies. Cinephile. Yeah. That's basically what you are. Man. Just to that, a lesser that's, extent. That's a great compliment. So I'd like to make a film one day about somewhere it. near the tier of Tarantino's, but uh, thanks. And what did you think of The Shining? So the Shining, well, my, my favorite scene was when he met the butler. Not the butler, but the waiter. The bartender? No, not, not Lloyd. Uh, oh, when he's in the bathroom? What was the name of the murder? The the dude the next killer yeah anyways so for those who of you who didn't watch the shining watch the shining and watch the shining and then come back to us <laughs> okay we're done with you okay. oh wait please please don't go <laughs> so uh, I like that in the beginning okay backtrack a little so my two favorite shots I love two shots or scenes in this movie is in the beginning to show the exclusion and show what the the family's up against. They, it shows this tiny little car in the vastness of the, I don't know what state they are in, but that, their like state. Colorado or something. Colorado? I thought they were in Oregon. Well, they're, they're somewhere, somewhere in west. the west. Yeah, so I just liked how it showed the seclusion and focused on how the family will have to face, you know, the elements and nature later. I love those tracking shots, and I, I love the music that goes with it, too, the, the, the shining. Oh, okay, dun, dun, backtrack. Dun, dun. Three scenes from the movie I love. <laughs> okay, okay. The, the one in the beginning, as I said, and like you said, the tracking uh, the tracking shots of Danny on his scooter, the, the tension built. And the from, sound design along with that yeah, as well. Yeah, from the silence of the carpet to, the you know, wood. the wood. And... It's just what happens in normal, you know, everyday life. When you're a kid, you're just scooting around and you don't give much thought to it. But then Kubrick's like, oh, I'm making faces. Yeah, I'm sorry. You have, you I'm, have to I'm be sort of more, acting it out. More audio-driven, night. You can't, you can't act it out as much. You so, know? basically, he took this idea and he's, let me make a horror movie out of it. Well, he actually read the book, but whatever. Well, um, famous and then, the book and the novel. Yeah, and the movie they are the novel very, very different. different. But, uh, yeah, the, I'll just tell you about my experience with The Shining. The first time I saw it, I was probably like uh, 11, 12. Wow. And uh, I, at, at first, it, it spooked me, but, um, you know, I revisited it again, probably the beginning of high school. And mm-hmm. there I, I now... Or it, it spoke to me more when I thought about it, and I recently saw it again a few months ago. They were playing it in theaters, and that was a great experience to see it in the theater. And uh, some of my favorite things about the movie are uh, just uh, the the sense of atmosphere you get from even just a confined space, like the hotel, mm-hmm. and uh, just Kubrick's films in general. The the amount of ambiguity he has in uh, poetry, yeah. Uh, true poetry that he makes with his films is that there's so many like fan theories on 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 The Shining it's crazy you know you have the bear thing you have the 42 thing you have the American thing you have the well Americans killing uh, in the Native Native American genocide yeah and you have the something something other thing and so (laughs) I think that's really interesting about The Shining Uh, there's so much subtext there that like we said the ambiguity uh, it lends itself to multiple viewings and a lot of interpretation which is pretty cool Uh, I'll move on to something I've watched recently Uh, yesterday I watched uh, Blue Velvet 
uh, filmed by David Lynch. I've never seen it before. And uh, honestly, I'm just a little lukewarm on the film. I probably need to watch it, like all of David Lynch's films, a good two or three times. But basically, I'm pretty sure Knight does not know anything about no, this film. I have no, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, cult classic that follows, uh, I believe, uh, uh, 20th century suburban America, probably 1950s or something like that. Okay. And basically, this college student, he goes back to uh, his town where his father is sick, and he finds this, this ear... Just an ear. Just an ear. Yeah, and uh, and did, 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 and so was he, it his dad? Did his no, dad no, no, just no. Get it's just a, it's just a random, it's just a random ear, and uh, it basically turns into like he starts investigating and all that, mm-hmm. and really the movie's just dealing with uh, uh, I think you've talked about this ape push, but like the Gilded Age and how. Oh yeah, we're uh, about to hit that up. Well, basically the idea of the Gilded Age is that things they look better than they actually are, and that's mm-hmm. how that's how. I guess suburban life is, you know? On the surface, everything's very nice organized and clean, clean yeah. but something like that ear can really dig up the things. And, and uh, uh, as much of the uh, disturbing imagery and, and very thought-provoking ideas it had, it, 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 I'm, like I said, lukewarm on it. Not the same way I was about Mulholland Drive, another Lynch film, which is great. You should watch it tonight. Um... <laughs> And last night, I watched another movie, A Serious Man by the Coen Brothers, and I really liked that. I thoroughly enjoyed it, I would say. It's on Netflix. Uh, I'll put it on the thing for you, but uh, that one follows a Jewish family, again, in, uh, like, 1960s suburbs. Mm-hmm. But this one, I, I guess it's it's uh, it speaks more to Jewish culture and all that and uh, their philosophy and all that. But basically, this guy, is a, the idea of it is that... Uh, Sort of like if you if you're good into all that, the world might be good to you, but if you're bad, it'll be really bad to you, you know. And it's a uh, karma. Yeah, but not in not in the way that you being good, you get good back. It's sort of like it's indifferent to goodness, but it reacts to bad, mm-hmm. which is an interesting way of looking at life. Very very cynical and and all that, but at the same time, uh, like all Cohen Brothers films, it's a hilarious and and funny, and I liked it a lot. <laughs> Yesterday I watched. Dunkirk and I don't want to be mean but pretty shallow film not shallow as in like there's no depth there's no character but it's just forgettable for me you know I, it, I, I, can, I, didn't, I can understand that you know I saw it last year and I as much as I appreciated and admired it like you said it's a, not something I, I would revisit yeah it's they tried to build ten, uh, tension, and the tension was there. But oh, I saw Harry Styles in there. I'm surprised he did pretty good as an actor. I thought he would be pretty bad. But moving on to the movie, yeah, rating, eh. <laughs> Look, for our movies, we're just gonna give ratings of noises, I guess. Okay, uh, <laughs> we'll work on that. It's the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that idea. <laughs> So, yeah. And then I saw her. I loved her. Me too. Made me feel... Uh, the, uh, like Tarantino said, he, he said what he wants to do with the movie is take the, the audience member on a roller coaster of emotions. And that's what her did, did for me. You know, in the beginning I was laughing, and then at the end, I didn't cry. Cause I'm, but it touched your heart. But it touched me, yes. And... Uh, I love her as well, and uh, I, I, I didn't rewatch it to talk about it here, but I did read some of it, and I, just reading the script, it's it's just as fun. Um, and I, I think with all of Spike Jones's movies, which you should watch more of, I think his characters <laughs> are... you just going to trash on me for not watching enough movies, Anthony? I'm just I'm helping you out. <laughs> but I, I feel like uh, we're teenagers, and... Uh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, we're in high school. And uh, I think being a teenager and a Spike Jones like main character... That's like the epitome of being a teenager, the feeling, yeah. the feelings you have. It made me feel all that sappy emotions when he was meeting Samantha. And uh, there, I feel um, just so much about that movie and the, the sort of emotions it evokes uh, is very true to our, 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 our experience. And I really like that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Quote, on, quote me on this. I'm not afraid. You can come attack me, the one audience member we have in interviews. our comments. <laughs> So far, her is better than The Shining. Oh, in, in my opinion, like that 
that, that is a that's, a, that's he- a hot take. That's a heavy statement. And I, I am tempted to follow. Uh, <laughs> to, to debate me on that? No, 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 to agree with you. Oh, real? Mm. Uh, I've watched, watched, what else did I watch? Because, like, even though Kubrick's movies are, you know, very technical, and very, like, he hides so many things and is very pre- precise. And I, I guarantee that not one thing in Kubrick's movie is just there for the sake Accident. of being there. Yeah. So, probably, her, her is not as, because the background's always faded, you know? But that's because the story's focused on the characters. And Shining is much more, you know, the and environment, I, the hotel I, I, I is a character in itself. The same way that The Shining creates the sort of claustrophobic atmosphere, I think that uh, her does a really good job at subtly building this future in this world that, yeah. that, that seems uh, like it could actually happen yeah. at the same time not in a scary way it's like uh-huh. it's like an ideal ideal but at the same time it, it still criticizes uh, relationships and all that in, uh, in the world that that specifically phones and computers yeah. has now dictated and how I, I like it almost it comments on how like a, an age time old thing of uh, relationships are are hard and maybe they're not they're not as uh, ideal as we'd yeah. like them to be and uh that computers are the next step in our evolution and it'll be interesting to see how much of that rings true to life yeah, in the future i love the world building and you know if someone if if some company comes out with a line of ai intelligence robots and people start falling in love with them i love how they actually address that question of what would happen who who accepts it and who doesn't accept it you know because uh, when he talks to paul i think his name is uh yeah, uh, what's his name? Star-Lord. Star- <laughs> yeah, Star-Lord. Chris Pratt. Okay, so yeah. Um, how Catherine, right? Catherine, his ex, she thought it was a ridiculous idea that he, someone could have a romantic relationship with a robot, of all things. Uh, but then when he talks to uh, Chris Pratt about it, you know, they just they don't care. Yeah, like like uh, like oh, so basically okay. basically like uh, yeah, like they're talking and he's about to like reveal and he's like uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's an AI. Thing. He's basically just like cool. All right, bring her along. That, it, yeah, a lot of comedy in, in that part too. Though. Yeah, it's, it's very funny, very, it's very funny as well as heartfelt. Because uh, the divorce signing papers happened right in the middle, so the midpoint where everything changes. Whoa. And <laughs> so. That, that that moment was big because it made him question the whole relationship, you know? And then to have the contrast of Chris Pat's opinion just, you know, make helps the, the character of Theodore and the, the process he's going through so much more interesting because it it gives him two choices, you know? And I, I, I like I like the entire sequence in the scene with uh, Olivia Wilde's character when he goes on the date with the actual person. And, and even though it's very much... Uh, <laughs> hyperbolize and all that yeah. and all that it's it, I think that still rings true to uh, actual uh, dating and all that and first impressions and all that and how it's it's almost oh. like a culturally like you have to act a certain way you know and and uh, it's a it's very the formal uncomfortableness of it and how he's yeah. kind of being a weirdo but mm-hmm. she kind of goes with it because you know people humans we desire a connection yeah all right, I'm going to talk about one more movie. I saw this on Friday uh, for the first time, uh, Requiem for a Dream. And uh, Darren, by Darren Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. I'm horrible with names. Man. I, but, uh, I, I couldn't tell. I, I couldn't really, do what you do. I really enjoyed that movie, but uh, boy, was that a tough watch. <laughs> um, good, in a good way or in a bad good way? In a good way. You get... He gets you so in in that sort of scene and uh-huh. environment that you feel just as gross as they do. Is it is a body horror? A, a little bit, yeah. Because what gets me like out of my seat or feel uncomfortable is, is that body horror thing. Like oh, I it, gotta, I have to show you the fly then. Yeah, it freaks me out. But uh, yeah, it, in the, the style throughout the entire thing, uh, uh, just the the way he he edits uh, things and. Um, even framing, he does this. Mm-hmm. He does this really interesting thing, where the characters are like us, right next to each other, 
but he'll do a split screen where they, there's a camera here and a camera here. Mm -hmm. So even though they're right next to each other, he's yeah. showing their disconnection. Ah, uh, I got you. Uh, That's pretty framing, cool. Which is interesting. Note. Mm -hmm. I really like that. And uh, yeah, it's just a uh, movie about addiction in, in all its forms. And it uh, really, really touched me and then made me sad and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I admire that. Okay, going back to The Shining real quick. So, <laughs> I talked about body horror, right? It really creeps me out. But Shining, I don't want to like discount it because I said it's better. Uh, it, it's worse than her, mm -hmm. even though it is. Because okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying Shining's a bad film, because obviously it's not. Otherwise, it wouldn't be, you know, as acclaimed as it is today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unless everyone's just sheep. Um, but yeah, The Shining actually, when I was thinking about it at night before I went to bed, it actually made me feel weird behind my back, you know, you know that tingling feeling thing, in like, my spine. Like, and I'm like, no, nothing scary about the movie. It's just, it's that's making me feel weird. That's, that's the thing, especially uh, with our age, like teenager or whatever, we try to, they got to go see scary movies or whatever, see scary, but nothing's really scary, you know? Yeah. But I think the real testament to a movie is when you, you, it, it lingers with you, you know, yeah, and you go, the you shining, and the just... shining lingers with you, uh, in a way that a lot of movies uh, wish they would, you know. Yeah, and it, it's, it, I think it's the definition of something that's iconic. Yeah, and there's a lot of iconic imagery, um, and uh, I really like that. But speaking of tingling things down your spine that are scary, final exams. <laughs> yes, final exams. Our next segment. So our finals are this week. Starting mm -hmm. on Tuesday, and uh, what do you have up first night? First, uh, what bugs me about final exams is that the, s the schedule is so stupid. Five. You know, why couldn't it be one and two, and then two and four, and then five and six, and seven and eight? Oh yeah, we're in the A B type of school. So we have so we, we have, have eight, eight periods yeah, have eight throughout periods. the day. But they do it in such a stupid way that is so confusing. Like you have to do one three, and then it's what is it like well, five seven? Yeah, but it's not like it's really a, a jump because the way it does, we do odd, all the odd periods on one day and all the evens on another day. Okay, so, why you gotta, why you gotta do me like that? <laughs> why you gotta discount my Stop entire... being emo. <laughs> uh, uh, I have, the, but to answer your question anyway, I have math and English on Tuesday. English, AP, AP Lang. Not that hard for me. I Who love you. Have? I love uh, Miss Miss Brown. I like. I had Miss Brown. I like Miss Brown. Yeah, Miss Brown's awesome. But I love I love English classes. I wish they were harder because everyone discounts English. You yeah, know? I know. Everyone's like, yeah, it's English. No one needs to care. Mm -hmm. Well, but, that, we also go to a math and science, or we're in the math and science. Yeah, program, it's so. it's a focus. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I, I really want to really get English. into English now since I'm getting more into film storytelling. In AP yeah. Lit, I, I, I like AP Lit so much more than AP Lang because especially oh, really? the, the narrative stuff we talk about in there and uh, the book we had to actually use in assignments, How to Read Literature Like a Professor, mm. talks a lot about uh, just story and, and genre tropes and, and not just tropes in that sense but the, the, the subtext and the meaning behind things and how uh, it's, it's just really interesting in incorporating that and in, in stuff and uh, uh, yeah, writing arguments. <laughs> It's, it's whatever. Sometimes it's you're you're really you're really on it, and sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Forty five minutes can not go by any faster. <laughs> I, I feel like the argumentative writing doesn't does it really help you make the argument? Uh, I think I, I think with English too, it's it's not like other classes like um like math and all that. We're like, all right, I've mastered geometry, now I can do a trigonometry. Yeah, like right. that. But English, it's like a it's like very cumulative and uh -huh. over time you don't realize it but you're forming your your argument skills are getting better without it being as noticeable yeah sorry to get on off tangent but with the whole english thing but uh speaking of english and film and how it relates to film uh have you read any read any literature about like story and act structure and all that jazz uh, a little bit like I was saying how to read literature like a professor kind of covers that but I like to read him and uh, I, I the first one I'd like to do is Story by Robert McKee yeah which I hear is oh. a good one on it <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the, exactly what I was going to say I was I want to read over maybe not winter but summer 
We're at a library right now. Maybe we'll go see. Oh, wait. Why you gotta give away our? We're not at a library. We're at a professional recording studio. We're at our own studio that we built. Yep. This morning with our bare hands. We have road mics out of the wazoo. We have five road mics surrounding our faces. <laughs> yeah. One under our chin, two on our ears. You know, we don't need earmuffs. We just put mics up to our ears, and then the radio frequencies just give us the communication. Yep. And back to uh, finals. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm a senior in finals for me or whatever now. All my classes are pretty easy, or I'm taking the easy route at least. And the only one I really got to worry about is uh, gov, AP gov, government, U.S. politics and government, which I don't really like that much. I'm excited for that class. Well, it depends. My teacher is bad. Uh, I don't want to say bad, but she's very disorganized and mm -hmm. just the way the entire class is set up. It just Frustrates frustrates me sometimes and frustrates. And uh, all the other classes, they got to do this mock election thing that I wanted to do because I knew I, I would have won the election. I would have <laughs> smashed that. And we didn't do that. We, all the other classes are on like chapter eight. We're on freaking chapter eleven. She's just like breezing through it. And anyways, like nonchalantly. Yeah, and uh, then math and math is really easy for me, uh, so I don't have to worry about that that much. And all my other classes are banned. AP Bio, basically her, her review packet is the actual test. She just takes off the review packet thing. And uh, what else? Like weight training? <laughs> what's, what's, the sem what's the semester exam for weight training? I don't know, but he's probably just going to test our form or whatever. Maybe nothing at all because he just likes to watch stuff on his computer. <laughs> like, uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, and AP Lang or AP Lit, uh, we have to do this short story presentation analysis thing oh, and I'm making cool. I'm making a video essay for that uh, and I have a lot of content that I, I want to stuff into this video essay but I don't know how much how long I can make it or not <laughs> make it a half an hour <laughs> and, and yeah my, the rest of my group they're just analyzing a passage from it and they're doing the rest of the crap like uh, writing practice questions or whatever for it so I got the main thing that people are gonna see and really digest from it which I like do you feel like finals are a good way to test someone's knowledge you know because the, the school district makes um and schools in general i guess makes the final exam seem like this is the test that shows if you have been learning or not and you feel like over what is it how long is a semester three four four five months well you see that's the thing uh about classes in general and like you know someone might have an, might have an A in a class but maybe they just have an easy yeah. teacher and that's how a final can maybe actually judge it at the same time uh, the test or whatever like you said it's very uh, subjective on it's very stressful it's not, it's not good for students <laughs> yeah you know a lot of things about being a, a student and a teenager in general is, is stressful at the moment but, you know, yeah. perspective, it shows, like, honestly, uh, nothing really to worry about. And I just appreciate the time I have right now. Yeah, it's all the free time. That to watch movies. Do you study for finals night? Nah. <laughs> I've never studied well, for finals either. I, I used to study for finals. How do you study? Yeah, it... Okay. I'm oh, I kidding. forgot. I, I do was... have one class to worry about as well as anatomy. Anatomy <laughs> is going to be pretty ass, but... Uh, We'll see how that goes. Anyways, how do you study? How do I study? That's why I don't study that much anymore because I don't have the time to study the way I used to. Like in middle school, I used to be balling. I used to get hundreds on my, on my semester exams because I would just study the hell out of them. I would, um, like for whatever test was following the next day, I would just sit down at a table just silent, a silent room. I do my best studying or like doing my homework, whatever, in a silent, which is very weird because most people, you know, they need background music or whatever, or like listening to a podcast. I, <laughs> I can't listen to a podcast when I'm working because uh, I like to listen to what they're actually saying, you know. Oh, I got you. And music, I only listen to orchestral music, no words ever. So it's easy. Or, or horn solos. I play the French horn. Okay, so the way I used to study, right, silent room, and I would just sit down and then just look at this, like whatever they gave me, study guide or a book, until I memorized it inside and out. So I would sit down for an hour 
just looking at it, repeating it over and over, writing it over and over again, whatever I needed to do. And I just brute forced my way through whatever they gave me to study or just the textbook in general. And that's how I studied and it took so long. I would be sitting there for eight hours until I knew the content by heart. And now I just watch Crash Course and see, you see, call it a day. <laughs> I've never really studied like that. Um, uh, I just, uh, I do review a little bit. Um, I do the reviews, work, we have whatever we have, but I've never actually sat down at home and uh, studied, which uh, maybe is not that good. Uh, maybe I should, it'll help me for college, but uh, I don't really care. But yeah, that's, that's what I don't like about school. Because it doesn't really show how smart people are, you know, grades and final, like tests in general. Mm-hmm. Because you can just do and what they, I did and brute force it. Yeah. Until you get, you know, 100% and get a good grade. It, it just shows how hard you're working. And I think that just brings up a bigger question of how effective schools are. I think I think schools are better as uh, to not not so much in the sense of institutionalizing us but yes it uh-huh. is you know like we're trained we're trained at a young age to be quiet when in, as someone older is talking uh-huh. uh, to to do our work and uh, to do homework when uh, things like that you know it's it's subliminal messaging almost like they're, <laughs> the, they're a, the pledge of allegiance bra- brainwashing in a sense that's not as bad as it's brainwashing not, not seems bad. but yeah you know you things are instilled in us you know mm-hmm. Well, it's a learning institution. Mm. <laughs> so we are being institutionalized. Mm. So yeah, I guess yeah, I guess school is first behavior. It's behavior I, first and uh, education second. I guess schools to bigger the bigger question of what schools for is just to make sure people are can you know become or like integrate into American society, you know. It's, the uh, school prepares us to be, you know, workers. Follow the bell, follow what you're told, you know. And I do think something, I guess, good about finals is, uh, well, at least in my experience, uh, I've been in places where there's a lot of uh, pressure. I, I need to focus, like, you know, yeah. laser focus. And an exam is the same setting, so I guess it, it prepares you in that sort of way. And, like, you know, a lot of people say, like, how math or whatever – or uh, some sort of class, like they're not going to ever use this in their in life. Yeah. The thing is that I, I, I at least I feel some, like it's yeah. not about the actual content. Sometimes it's just the actual ability and the skill to problem solve or yeah. to to learn something is a useful way where you can emulate that in a different mm-hmm. uh, field. School teaching you le- learning how to learn, basically. Yeah, that's right. Wow. <laughs> we gotta get a soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just have like a whole baseball field clapping when you, we say something good. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so speaking of uh, learning how to learn, we'll move on to creative time where we're going to learn how to just brainstorm together and, and think of this stuff. We're just going to take this ball and run with it. So do you have any ideas you're going to well, you throw I'll tell out? Because uh, I, I have a good one that I, I'm, I'm sending on. Oh, well, I guess for a microphone thing. I, this scenario, at least. I, the, oh yeah, if you don't know, microfilms, uh, two to three minute, maybe even five minute, uh, film. It's like a short film, basically. But uh, a shorter, <laughs> a midget film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna t- get us flagged on the first it, it. Okay. <laughs> um, so at least this one scenario that I've thought of is a, uh, I guess a little little thriller. Uh, comedy thing but basically imagine there's two characters you know and this one guy he comes in right now he's like oh hey night how you been and yeah. he's like that and uh he's like yeah i was just i was walking through the, the library right now and i ran into this guy let's say his name is uh bob bob uh bob uh, chessboard <laughs> bob chessboard and uh <laughs> and bob chessboard uh he says he knows you yeah. And uh, he and I, I just had a, a really good conversation with him. And then we cut to you, and yeah. you're like, Bob Chessboard's been dead for three years. Oh and, damn! And I'm like, uh, Are you sure? Because uh, I literally just had a great conversation with him. I invited him over and uh, so, and all that. And uh, and then you just you tell the story of yes, he was like uh, he was sick or something, or yeah. maybe he had cancer, and uh-huh. maybe maybe a, he got in a car crash or a uh-huh. meteor just fell on him. 
Okay, he's dead. Like your name. Just and as we're you. talking about that, knock, knock, knock. He's and, in the window. Yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, I invited them right now, and uh, ooh, how awkward. And so we open it, and basically oh, the scenario gonna, is just you make. Are you gonna make like the so much tension to opening the door? Yeah, that. I and feel also, like, I, feel, I feel like that's a good point to you know, really drive up the. You know, drama. A great part of tension. I, I I feel like this can go two ways with tension, or also comedic. Just the way it's it's played with uh, the actors, but we don't have actors. <laughs> but uh, you don't need actors. Anyways, you just yeah. Need and, a good story. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Actors. I don't know what would happen after they actually meet meet. Bob so Chessboard. so would Bob Chessboard be um, Billy Bob Chessboard? You know, you forgot. You forgot. Oh, maybe yeah. Maybe it's his son or something. <laughs> Oh, it's the son of Bob yeah, Chesbord. We didn't know that. You know. It's Billy Bob Chesbord. But I guess that would be anticlimactic. I don't know. You so could do something it, where they, they see... So they, would, would it be like a mystery or... I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's just a scenario and uh, I don't know what would happen. After. What would you do? Would it be a, it's like a supernatural thing? Like, um, what, what was the character that saw Bob Chesbord? Billy Bob Chesbord? Me. You? Anthony and Anth- I. Say Anthony and I are in this situation. Okay, so me and you. We'll just use us as characters. So me, Knight, is the one who said, oh, Billy dead. Bob, Billy Bob Chessboy's dead. He's been dead for 30 years, whatever. Yes. Um, and you're like, no, I just saw him. What yeah. Do you, what, what do you mean? So, where did this take place? I can only imagine it being in a library because we're in a, <laughs> in a library right now. I mean, we're not in a library. <laughs> professional recording studio it can take place anywhere at someone's house or anywhere you know a, a coffee shop a... it has to be some big place you know why somewhere grand because like a hospital or a school or some somewhere with a history because then you can sell the idea of a ghost maybe he's a ghost or maybe he didn't die maybe he faked his death you know you gotta leave I like that I like that strands you know so you leave the audience guessing like Who's behind this door? You know, is it a ghost? Are they about to die? Is he, did oh? Oh, sorry. <laughs> but I, I have I have a great idea that I just had. That's why I clapped really loud. Uh-huh. So what if? See if we had a sound. What if board, I did a cap? You just go. What what if, what if I? You know, you can tell this somehow. You can tell it through newspaper clippings. Like maybe you, Anthony, is trying to figure out this mystery because you because I said he's been dead what do you mean so you go research and then you find out that I killed oh, Billy that, Bob that's good actually. or like and then you know you're figuring out oh he's not dead so he's or, coming back or maybe, to get his revenge you know maybe uh and, and like during my investigation or whatever uh-huh. and I asked people that who were affiliated and like I don't know he's just been he's disappeared we don't know what's happened and you're the only one that actually says he's dead. And I'm like, why? How do you know that he's dead? How, how many months? Like three months. Let's make it a short time. So, you know, it could be he's still alive. You know, he's still out there. It's a fresh <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah. Or, wait, no, but then you... Ghost supernatural stories usually tend to be better if the older they are, you know? That's what I always say. So, maybe not new. Never mind. Detract that. Um, See, but, we have a whiteboard right here too at our professional studio, but we don't have a marker because uh, someone rejected the offer. <laughs> That's uh, not. I didn't know we could <laughs> use the marker, man. I'm what sorry. do you mean? What? What? Why would she offer us a marker? Because there's a whiteboard, so you can draw. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Back to Billy Bob chessboard. Yeah. So like maybe you can give the you can even check in on Billy Bob chessboard maybe. Maybe what I'm getting too crazy with. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's turning getting, into instead of a microfilm, a real film, right? I'm I'm getting right too now. crazy with um all my ideas because I'm about to flip the story on its head. Let me flip the table real quick. See, um, if, we, if we had a flip the table sound effect, you could just press that. Flip the table sound effect. Okay. That's that's how the table sounds when you flip it. <laughs> okay. So um, what if you? Anthony, nah, this isn't going to make any sense. <laughs> Sorry. But let, let me just say it out there for the sake of you guys knowing. So me, I'm nice. I killed, I thought I killed Billy Bob Thornton. Maybe, maybe I did. Maybe it's just a ghost. Who knows? And maybe you, 
you are Billy Bob Thornton. You see now. Not Thornton. Chessboard. What the hell? <laughs> you're, you're thinking of the act, it's actor. Too, it's too. The actor Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Oh, real? Yeah. That's an actor? Yeah, he, he plays Bad Santa. Um. Oh. <laughs> oh my bad. I, chessboard. Billy Bob Chessboard. How long have I been saying Thornton? I honestly don't remember. I, I, I just knew it was wrong, but I didn't want to correct it. <laughs> yeah, no. That, that twist is too much. You know? you know, but I also like the This reminds me of this movie. You should see Eyes Wide Shut. Where basically uh, the Tom Cruise character in the movie is basically poisoned by just the thought that his wife wanted to cheat on him but didn't. Uh-huh. And uh, like that. Now I'm poisoned by the idea that I saw this guy that you, you swear is dead. And uh, uh-huh. it just creates this, this barrier uh-huh. between us. What if... Lovers. When they go to just open kidding. the door... You know, maybe instead of the question being like, maybe that could be the conclusion for the short film or like microfilm, whatever. And you open it and then it just cuts to black, you know, so you, because people's imagination, you know. Oh, yeah. Worst, okay, so the maybe. worst enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like uh, we, we were having a big conflict about it and then we finally get that knock. And, and, and... I think um. My brain's trying to find a conclusion to the story, and it's just, the, my, all my conclusions are bad. You see, I have a problem with endings, too, and conclusions. It's, it's hard to end something. What it's are, also hard to begin yeah. something. The yeah. middle's everyone's favorite part. Of it. <laughs> it's the journey, right? Yeah. So, what I was thinking, maybe, just to throw this out there, um, maybe Billy Bob Chessboard Thornton. <laughs> Bob Chessboard was his name. Okay, I wanted to say Billy Bob Chessboard. Anyways. Okay, Bob Chessboard. What if, you know, I don't know, just ignore Bob Chessboard. So, what if you killed me? And I'm just haunted by a. Like, what if, what if you go crazy from the fact of maybe not, maybe everyone's saying Billy Bob, Bob Chessboard died. You know, Bob Chessboard died and you you go through the newspapers and you, you're seeing that he died, you're finding all this evidence, whatever. Or maybe he didn't die, maybe he just went missing. So you can even more ambiguous. And then you're like, no, I saw him, I saw him. I, maybe, I'm yeah, going crazy. Maybe I'm... And then you say, um, like I say, no, he's dead. I say to you, no, he's dead. I, I, I put my hand on your shoulder. And then you just lose it, you know? You're just like, no, I saw him, I saw him. And then, maybe you know, I'm you just crazy. kill him. You just kill me mm-hmm. out of, like, just insanity. Oh, and then, insanity. Your, then your name, I don't know, what? <laughs> and then you open my jacket, you you see my name tag, Bob Chessboard. <laughs> oh, finally, Jeff actually posted a schedule. Anyways. Oh, no? mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have used that last week. Yeah, me too. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't have lost. They don't know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's for another day. We're, we're yeah, come back next week and we'll tell you maybe what we're talking about. <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, tell us your idea then. Wait, we're not done with this Bob chessboard. Oh, I thought you were. Sorry. Well, yeah. Honestly, I feel like the best way to conclude the, that story the only is way we, we, the we, ambiguous end of you, you you reach for the door. All the tension has building up, has been building up to that moment, right? And then you open it, and it's black. Maybe maybe you open the door, and the door is just black. Turns out you're in space. <laughs> Hey, yeah, we'll just... Yeah, flip. and then just cut the black. I feel cut to black would be... Maybe fade to white. Fade to white. Fade to white, you know? Ambiguous. The ambiguous ending. Nah, but, you know, you need that. And then what... Uh, you could use a L-cut. L-cut is when you take the audio... You, and you can look it. up what an L-cut yeah, is. Yeah, if, if you don't know what L-cut is, get out of here. Hey, don't <laughs> be mean like we that. We need to be inclusive. So, um... Look up what an L clip. <laughs> Look up what L clip. Uh, so is. like you just want to hear this the sound of the door first. Yeah. So what? What? When you when you cut to black, right? You you take the handle, right? And then maybe for a few seconds you just linger on the hand, and then maybe the window and them, like, boxed in by the door, so they're trapped by what's behind the door. You know the the mystery. So the you know how boxes symbolize. You know containment mm-hmm. 
So maybe at the, the last shot you see them and then they're in the frame of the door. So, you know, they're trapped by the insanity, the mystery of who the hell's Bob, Billy Bob, 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 Bob B, chessboard. <laughs> and, you know, they reach for the door, they open it, and then you hear the click as an L cut. And it, you know, the click is, the click of the door, the door handle is what signals the cut to black, you know. I like that. I like that. All right. You you want to elaborate? <laughs> well, I feel like my dang your story was way more interesting than my story. I feel bad now. Let's see what yours. <laughs> I have another one too afterwards. That's why I have my 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 idea is simply it's very very simple. It's, it's based off of one visual idea I had that would be smart. Not smart. But Why would it be cool? So I was thinking. Don't of, you know, or do you ever heard like can't do it if you think it's cool? You gotta do it. It's about the story. I'm just kidding. Anyway. Okay, I elaborated on it. Okay, so what I was thinking about was, um, I watched a, a video about forced perspective. You know, like okay, so forced like perspective in the Lord of the Rings, is the Lord of the Rings. Someone's right? far away, right, and you can squish them with your fingers. Like in the Lord of the Rings. That happened in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, when they're in the Hobbit happen? houses, you know, when, oh, when they're oh, eating, okay, when they're yeah, eating yeah, Gandalf's... That's crazy. You know how they had the whole set move with the camera in order to keep it? Very cool. That's so crazy. Uh, what you can do with a couple hundred million of dollars. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so, my idea was basically just on that forced uh, perspective thing and what you can do, not, not like the Lord of the Rings, just to show different creatures right hobbit short not just to do that visually but what can force perspective do in a story and obviously you're small you're weak you're losing and then when you're big you're winning or you have the command right so what what i wanted to do was have two people uh, in an argument and basically whoever's talking is in the foreground right they're big and then or maybe they both start even. So they start the argument, they're fighting, they're on even playing fields. And then the, whoever takes charge, one character, character, um, let's, let's name these dudes. Character A is... Jeffrey. Jeffrey. And then character B is Linda. <laughs> All right. So let's say Linda tells Jeff, you know, she's winning the argument so eventually he goes into the background let's say there's a food table i guess so he goes to get food and then now she's in the foreground and he's small he's losing the argument she's so it's basically to get the audience to relate to what the character is saying linda is saying so right now you're relating to what linda's saying she's in the foreground she's winning you're supposed to agree with her and then maybe halfway through the argument you you cut to his perspective and now he's big and then she's small and then now he also gives valid argument so this doesn't work if neither uh if one of the arguments is valid and one of them aren't so in order the thing to is what you have to do with this entire idea is with forced perspective they can't actually be looking at each other you know like they have to be looking because say, say they're 10 feet away from you on your left the other actor you still have to look forward and through uh, the uh -huh. magic of movies it looks like you're looking at them from a yeah big thing so it's just <laughs> it's it's I guess magical realism what you would call that that sort of style or scene because uh <laughs> do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. Or, the okay, question so is, now that you have the Do same... they understand? So, basically, whatever, the, the arguments, I explained the whole concept, where this started from. So, I took that, and I'm like, what if this argument was from two people on a team of, like, speech and debate or, like, varsity quiz, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I had this idea of an opening where it's just black, and then it starts with the J-cut um, with an announcer, right? And then you just go real fast with a push through the aisle uh, up into the last final question. It's tied, you know, neck and neck and whatever. And then something dramatic happens. And then they lose, of course. And then they go back to their break room. And that's where the whole argument scene comes in. And I will title this Debate. 
I like that. <laughs> See, I have a hard time with titles, actually. It's hard, uh, at least for me, to think of something to, like a, I guess, a, a, a thesis for my, my my story, you know, almost like a, a title. But it can't be that hard. What? How come, um, how can we name the Bob Chessboard? What I, can we name it? I guess you could just name it that guy, whoever the that <laughs> Bob guy's, Chessboard? Yeah, the dead guy's name. Yeah, that would be a good thing. Or Chessboard. Yeah, just the last name I was about to say. To, to just, symbolize. Oh, if his name was actually Bob Chessboard. <laughs> but, okay. Um, <laughs> to symbolize, you know, the, the, the strategy, the playing, mm-hmm. the conspiracy, I guess. Or you could... I was, I was thinking... Maybe something with a door. Maybe call it the door or something. <laughs> the door. Or the handle, or the handle, because he can't handle the mystery. Oh, hey! Mm. And the last shot is of a handle. Hey, that's good. You know, maybe, uh, maybe like in in the film, you can. No, it just got dark. I don't know, but uh, you can show like he he can't he has, he misses a door handle or something like that. Yeah. Visually representing, he doesn't have a grasp on life. Oh, we could also interesting, do interesting. We could also do oh. I have okay. Uh, screw my bad story. Let's go back to Bob Chessboard. Oh, okay, um, okay. So I just had a great idea. So you said struggling to reach the handle, right? So what if change our whole ending? You know, it's not both of them working together to figure out who this is. Maybe whatever the mystery. It's more um, okay. Let me think. Okay, so you, right? It's you, me. Uh, I'm the murderer. You're the the crazy dude who's going Cute crazy. Crazy from the, dude. <laughs> Cute. Uh, um, the dude who's going crazy from the mystery, and then someone's um, opening the door, right? So I or knocking. I supposedly killed Billy Bob. Um, you know, chessboard. So let's say you you want to figure out. You're so dr- driven by this mystery, right? You're going insane. You have to open the door. So instead of me reaching for the door, which I think is the way we had it, you reach for the door. But you, when you go to reach for the door, you know, I drag you out, and then you're just struggling to reach for it, and then you know that's where I kill you, oh. and then maybe you don't know that I killed, oh. and that's how you realize that I killed Billy Bob Chessboard. Or I would uh, so like imagine like it it's me and I'm going for the the door handle and in the yeah. shot it only you only see like like the handle in my hand, uh-huh. and as I go for it. Uh, it gets you, you hear the, you hear the noise. My hand drops, and then it cuts. You stabbed me from behind. You were the With murderer. <laughs> okay, whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh, little stabbing tool that Knight would like to use. Yeah. What 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 can we symbolize with the? You know what's a you know since Something this, this story is based on mystery, betrayal, mistrust. Uh, what what is symbolic of that? Or maybe we a can crooked knife. It can be uh, maybe not just a symbol, but a callback. Maybe. Throughout this thing, we have a different sort of tool, or maybe we're we're uh, doing something that involves a stabbing. Or like or like when um, when you're flipping through the newspapers, you see that Billy Bob got killed by a blank, and then you have you get killed by a blank. I see. Uh, what I was thinking is more like maybe like when I go to visit you or. Say we're living together, like you're you're uh-huh. you're working on a, like a screwdriver or something like that, you know, and that's the screwdriver that you end up killing me with, or like uh-huh. like you're cooking an, an then, object of significance. Yeah, and they don't know it until the end. Hey, or we could just make it something symbolic. Hey, or or call back to a movie. Is hey. there any callback we can uh, put in there? Cinephile? An axe from uh, The Shining. Whoa! Full circle. Full or circle. or that knife from Psycho. Do 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 do. Or you can. I feel like a twist. A machete knife. from Friday the Thirteenth. Or from Machete. Machete. <laughs> um, I feel like a twisted knife would be the best way. Like the best murder weapon. Why? You get what I'm saying? No. Explain it. Okay, so. It's just. The, the the swivelly knife, you know. I hope everyone understands what I mean by that. It just, it's like a thieves' dagger. Use your words, knife. Like a thieves' dagger. Tell a story. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> so, like a thieves' dagger, you know. So it's like 
mis- untrustworthy. You know, it's just like a scoundrel, someone who's dirty, who's evil. I guess that's that's what I see when I see a twisted dagger rather than, uh, you know, a normal dagger. It's pristine. It's sharp. But the, the twisty dagger is ugly. You know, it's brutal. It goes in there and you just maul your. Or them. just the act of stabbing someone and then twisting, because you know, oh. then the wound Ooh. wouldn't close. You know. Hmm. Maybe he does that. Hmm. And uh, I just oh, thought about this right now. The, if, if this actually becomes a thing, if that, people listen, I love this. Listen to this. Uh, what if they just <laughs> make they, a movie? No, what if they just take our ideas and then they make it and we're like, but, but we just but talked about did. it in our podcast. No, <laughs> we need a. Uh, we're cutting all of this. We're making bad stories on this podcast from now on. <laughs> okay. No, but what are you gonna say? What's wrong with that? As long as they like, could we? Claim it as ours. I guess we, if that ever happens, we'll. Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> care at this point. If someone takes our idea and then makes hey, a movie they, out of it, a good idea, I'd be right? happy. <laughs> you know, if this if this idea becomes a blockbuster movie and someone else takes the credit, I'm like. I kind of wish at least I was on oh, set yeah, or something. At least like give me a job. Give, give, give us give, give us some money. These you know? struggling film lovers a job in the industry. <laughs> Yeah, at least like, help, just, if you're gonna take our idea, just you know, help us out. You know, just, <laughs> get night a new tripod. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wonder what happened to. What <laughs> Anyways, if you uh, want to know what happened to my tripod, visit my vlog at the Night Stuff YouTube channel. I guess this is a good. Uh, speaking of that, plugs. I'll plug me now. <laughs> uh, you can uh, follow my YouTube at Anthony Lee. Uh, not the P90X guy or the Iron Man cosplayer, <laughs> but uh, the other Anthony Lee. And uh, Instagram at Anthony T. Lee. Facebook Ooh. at Anthony Lee. Uh, Twitter at uh, The Cheddar Goblin. Uh, Snapchat at T, uh, capital T, period, Baggins. <laughs> Too bad. Oh, um, so I won't go as in-depth as you, but... Basically, Instagram is the night with a K and then FP, all under case. And then my YouTube, uh, the night stuff, it's the and then the capital K with night and then space and then capital S stuff. If you do not do it that exact way, I do not pop up. So <laughs> please. And, and we'll try to put links in the descriptions yeah. or wherever we're going to put this this thing we made. Thanks for listening to this and we will think of a title next time. Uh, but hey, comment or something what you think we should add or change or titles, intros, yeah. whatever. What should we name our podcast? Other and than- suggestions for recently watched yeah. would be nice. Yep. Yeah. Night, night, and Anthony's podcast, but it doesn't doesn't quite have the have the ring. We're to gonna it. get a soundboard, and we're gonna end with yep. a fist bump. But for now, fist bump. Silent fist bump.